0: in Psalms said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. We worship, we honor, and we praise His name. We're delighted that you're here today, and if you are visiting with us, thank you so much for being with us at Stratford Heights Church. We like to say that if you come here, you've already come home. Because we are a family together. Amen, Stratford Heights? We're a family together. So thank you for being here. If you don't mind, after service, make your way down to our visitor's desk in the lobby. And we have a free gift we want to give you. A big thank you for being with us today. In just a few minutes, we're going to get around and shake hands with everybody. Are you glad your pastor's home? All right, thank you. I found, I found myself missing you terrible. I like it. I like to get away, but I'm telling you, I've missed you terrible. I'm glad to be in church. Hey, speaking of church, tonight, 6 o'clock, we're having a very special Thanksgiving service. This is our annual Cider and Donuts. Somebody say amen usually a packed house come fellowship be with us we're going to have some tag team speaking tonight me and some of the other pastors are going to tag team each other we're going to talk about thanksgiving together and then we're going to be in fellowship out here in the family life center together be an awesome service so you come and be with us and because of thanksgiving everybody's look at somebody and say happy thanksgiving because of thanksgiving We're not gonna be meeting on Tuesday night, our Oasis Youth Service, our Wednesday night Bible study, or Esperanza on Thursday night. You will not be meeting this week so that you can be with your families celebrating Thanksgiving. So we're excited about you being here today. We want the Lord to know we are setting an atmosphere of worship. That's what this is about. We got together and we said, you know what? We don't wanna just start and stop and start and stop and just keep this thing all chopped up all day. What we wanna do is start in the very beginning, set an atmosphere. The Bible says in Psalm 22 that God inhabits the praises of his people. So I want God to set up his throne. My Lord. I want him to set up his throne right here in this house today. So we're gonna go before the Lord in prayer. And as we do, we're going to please the lord by praying for our country amen. amen we're going to please the lord because the bible says to seek the good of israel and to pray for the peace of jerusalem how many of you are with me we're going to pray for the state of israel this morning we believe in that and we're going to pray for your family how many of you would say i got a need in my life we're going to bring all of this to god right now and letting him know and then we're going to end in a crescendo of worship and honor and praise to the one who is worthy of all of our glory and honor amen amen let's go to the lord in prayer father as we come to you today we thank you for the power of your holy spirit we ask you to be with us today to honor lord that we have come together in your name You promised in your word that where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in our midst. So we come to you. We honor you. We bless you. And we praise you. We thank you, Lord, that we are victorious over the enemy. We thank you, God, that we can come together in the power of faith and see miracles take place. Mountains have to move, Lord, by our faith in a God who is able. So we thank you today. We pray, Lord, now in a prayer of warfare for the United States of America. We pray, God, that you will touch our streets and our cities, our young people, our families, minister to this country, and let your work be accomplished and done to bring a great revival in America once again. One more time, Lord, move on us. One more time, God, send your spirit and fire. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And God, we pray over Israel. We pray the peace of Jerusalem. We pray, God, that you will protect her on every side, that she will feel the power of your mighty Holy Spirit leading and guiding her leaders, her workers and her army. Keep your hand on them as they fulfill and are part of the last days. For we believe the eastern sky just about to split, and God, you are sending your son to take his bride, and Lord, we are looking and listening for that sound, so we've come together in your house, in your name, and we have not come for a religious purpose. We've not come to honor any man or any woman, but we've come today to honor the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, Jesus Christ. You be honored and praised in this house. Amen. Wait.
1: son so I could be saved Take time to worship him right now, church. We worship you, Lord. You are high and lifted up. You are seated on the
2: throne.
1: We praise you, Lord. We glory. Gave your only begotten Son. Worthy is the life. No. More time!
3: in every test and every trial Lord you have brought me through when friends had all forsaken me I still have trust in you and even in my darkest hour strength delivered me, gave my heart a
0: you but I have found God is faithful he has never let me down I have found that he's there when I'm on the mountain but he's equally there when I'm in the valley no matter what I've ever gone through he has always been faithful I'm thankful for that today I want you to turn and turn around to two or three people shake hands with them before you're seated Asked if Jim and Holly Jackson will make their way up to the stage. They think I told them to make plans for the weekend, but I didn't. I just said to shake hands. I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> Get Church of God people shaking hands and it can be an all-day affair. The only thing missing is chicken. <laughs> As many of you know, we're, we're delighted to have the Jackson family with us. And boy, they just serve everywhere. You never know where they're going to be, um, especially uh, when it comes to children. Uh, they're part of our children's ministry team. And they work on Wednesday nights in the reboot program. But then as well they serve in a million other areas maybe not a million but we, we love them very much uh, jim jackson if you remember our precious june jackson um, she was a, a wonderful lady and part of this church for so many years and uh, this is her son uh, jim now i know him best as jimmy but he says i'm the only person allowed to call him that besides his wife because i had him in my youth group when he was a teenager so He and I go way back, but they joined our church. It's been over a year ago that they've been coming to us. They've been serving. They served in in a church of God, and then they served in the Nazarene church for many years. And uh, as we've been working this last year, we've been working together with our state overseer and the church of God, and we've been talking with them back and forth. They've went with me to Columbus. We've had meetings with the overseer, and uh, I'm delighted today to be able to present Jim after he served so faithfully in the Nazarene church. Uh, his mama is, I'm sure, got a front seat, balcony seat up in heaven this morning because she always told me she'd sit right back over here, Sister June would, and she'd say, now, you know, Pastor Ray, I'm Nazarene and Church of God because my boy, he ministers at the Nazarene Church in, in Cincinnati, and so she would go back and forth. She'd say, now, you know, when I'm not here, I'm with my son because he's preaching, and uh, We always knew that and and loved her so much, and we miss her. We know that she's in heaven, and uh, she'd be so proud right now because he made his way home, and he's been serving in the Church of God for the last several years, and uh, he joined his family, come and joined us, and he's been working hard, and I'm honored today to be able to present he and Holly with his exhorter's license in the Church of God. He has uh, been promoted to the first rank. Of credentialing in the Church of God, and so we're proud of him that they're part of our congregation. Jim, give that to you. Got the selfie in. Good. <laughs> now I need to introduce a young lady royalty who is just come into the world and this is her first well her second Sunday I hear she was here last week but I didn't get to see her so this is my first meeting with Harper Elizabeth Lawson this is Luke and Courtney Lawson and proud grandparents Phil and Helen Carpenter and they're thrilled to be able to introduce you this morning to a young lady who is home at her church Stratford Heights Church, this is little harper. Isn't she beautiful? Huh? You. Yeah, we'll see. Cute as she can be.
4: Yeah. So cute. Here we go. It's hard to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> I can get a baby picture of myself. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. (laughs) Anyhow, we want to give you an opportunity today to worship the Lord with your tithes and with your offerings. When we give, we are able to be a blessing to people around the world that we will never see, maybe never meet. But God knows exactly what he's doing, and we give faithfully. He blesses. Those that are in the house today, and He blesses those that are around the world. I do want to mention really quick. Uh, there's a bake sale out in the lobby today for OCA, which is Ohio Christian Academy. That's our school that we have here at the church, and their directors are here today. Ms. Carol Bringleman and Ms. Stacy Williams. she's there. They're here, and they uh, they are a blessing here at our church. We have over 40 students that meet here every day, and it's just a wonderful time. K through 12, K through 12 school. It's a great time. They have a, a special. Uh, presentation coming up December the 15th and uh, they're gonna have a silent auction all kinds of stuff there if you want any more information about that or you just want to bless them by going by and getting some goodies uh, today some sweets for the road home you can do that out in the lobby let's pray dear Heavenly Father Lord we thank you and we honor you and bless you and we praise you Lord for today Lord you've been so faithful to us and you've taken care of us in so many wonderful ways We just honor you and thank you for the work that you've done in our hearts and our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you're faithful over us financially. You provide for us and bless us. God, out of our gratitude and out of our obedience and thanks, we give back to you today to honor you and to bless you. Lord, we want to give into your hands and into your work. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that you would go with every gift that's given today. Lord, let it bless and minister to all those who come in contact with it. In Jesus' name, amen
1: there's a breaking
0: services we've already had together, and I'm expecting no less than you moving in this service. I'm asking you to touch and minister by your Holy Ghost. Lord, it's time for us to move beyond breakthrough. It's time to see what's beyond what you have for us, and God, we're believing and knowing that you've brought us to breakthrough. You're going to see us all the way through it to the other side, and I'm excited, Lord, today to talk about what's on the other side. In the name of Jesus Christ, I praise you and I thank you and I honor you. Bless your holy name and your precious word. Let me tell you about this word. I'm not preaching just a sermon. I'm not just preaching some message. I've wrestled with this even on when I was away. I wrestled with this. I've been, God has burst this down inside of me. What I've got to share with you today, I want you to get it down inside your spirit. I want it to change your life. Christian, sinner, saint, change everybody. I'm believing that we're in a strategic place such as we've never been before. The Lord is getting ready to come. The Lord is getting ready to come. Now, Now, now listen. I'm just going to say this because it warrants being said because every now and again you get somebody who comes in, sits on the pew, and they don't don't realize the scope of what's really going on. A lot of folks will say, yeah, you know what? I've heard that my whole life. I've been to church services. In 1955, they said the Lord was coming. I was in that last revival when Brother Sargent was here. We talked about the Lord coming. Y'all been talking about the Lord coming my whole life and I ain't seen nothing. And we're going to keep hearing that and it ain't ain't nothing going on. I don't know why y'all talk like that. Many years ago somebody did that to me and I was listening to them and they said, you know what, I've heard that my whole life. And I I said, man, did you feel that? I said say that again they said what and i said what'd you just say well i've heard that thing about the lord coming all my life and i've been raised in church i've heard that forever oh hallelujah oh i stepped back i said jesus is in the house this is awesome i said you a prophet of god say that again (laughs) but this time they got a little frustrated with me and i said do you know what the bible says Bible says, in the last days, scoffers will come, and you will hear them say, where is the promise of his coming? I've heard that my whole life. It's right in there next to all the signs and wonders of the last hours, and that part that talks about the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. It talks about the trump of God and the archangel and and, uh, all in the word where it's talking about the soon return of Jesus Christ. It's right in there where it talks about wars and rumors of wars and all kinds of uh, families turning against families and sons and daughters turning against their moms and dads and violence and hate and, and all this going on in the world. It says up there right next to all that, it says, when you see these things come to pass, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. The Lord is getting his church ready. The Lord is getting his church ready. He is working on us. He's helping us. Our sons and daughters are coming back. Amen. About 10 of you agree with me. Our sons and daughters are coming back. The enemy thought he had them, but Jesus is reaching out and grabbing them, and they're coming back. I claim them in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's more power in Jesus than there is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. I claim our kids. I claim our families. I claim the lost in this community. I claim that there'll be healing and there'll be deliverance and restoration in this house. I rebuke the liar and the enemy that has deceived people for too long. they Yeah. I was preparing this message and the Lord's been messing me up. You see, we went to a conference down in Chattanooga. It was the Ruach Conference, which means the wind of God. And we were down there, pardon me, and man, the Holy Ghost was so strong. Every session, every church session we were in, all the classes we were in, it was an amazing conference. Can't wait for next year. The Holy Ghost moved and man, I found myself on the floor. I literally was on the floor in an encounter with God such as I have never had in my life. He spoke words to me, gave me scriptures while I was down and literally spoke to me and turned some things inside out for me. It was a wonderful encounter and experience with God, so much so I can't even tell you some of the things that happened because I'm still processing it myself. They were singing this song down there they were like,
1: there's
0: a breaking in my favor as I pray every night we sang it Gary was on the floor Brian was down Richard was down all of us were were, man the power of God was so amazing you'd have been so proud of your pastoral staff power of God was all over us I got up from there and the Lord was just messing with me he's been messing with me ever since Carolyn Smith was with us a few weeks ago. Carolyn spoke something over our church. She said, now this was before we went to the conference and we had never heard this song before. She said, there is a shifting, you remember? I was like, oh my goodness. I get down there and they're like, there's a shifting. I'm like, we know that already. She speaks over us, she said, you're about to break through into a new level. The next level. You're going to go someplace you've never been before, and there's going to be a revival such as you've never seen before. And she claimed that over us, declared it over us, and God started messing with me. I said, God, is there a place? And she spoke in that service, and she said, there is a, a breakthrough place in God. There's this place where you can get to where the fight changes. Uh where the fight changes. See, when when you stay down here and you're fighting the devil every day and you're punching him left and right and that's good and God's going to help you and win but if you'll ever get to the place where you recognize a breakthrough when you see one, if you'll ever get to the place where you'll recognize that God has come on the scene and given you a victorious breakthrough, then you'll know that everything changes from that moment forward changes. You don't fight the same. You won't fight the same. It's going to be different from now on. I, I searched and I wrestled. I thought about it over and over and over again. I prayed about it. God, what are you doing? What are you doing? He led me to the Scripture. I'm going to read the Scripture. I want you to go to First Chronicles. I'm going to go to chapter 14, verse 8. I read it and read it and read it and read it read it over again kept looking at commentaries trying to find what the lord was saying about this i thought it was awesome but i wasn't seeing what he wanted me to see finally brother don i read it one more time and on that last time i read it The power of God fell on me and my eyes were opened. And I saw something in this passage of scripture. And when I saw it for myself, I'm in my house alone. Sister Ruth, what I did is I stood up and I st- I went, woo! I turned around and I started clapping and walking all through my house. Next thing I know, my hands are up and I'm walking all through my house and I'm saying, Lord, I see it. I see it now. And oh man, the power of the Lord was so mighty and strong. And he gave this word to me, I'm going to give it to you in just a few minutes. We're going to go back to David, and we're going to go back to the Philistines again. But we're going to look at something that will change how you fight from now on. Some of you have come through a breakthrough. Some of you have received your breakthrough. Some of you are on the brink of a breakthrough right now. Some of you are still fighting over here and you're saying, you're, man, you're saying, Lord, I need a breakthrough. So I don't know whether you're on this side, in it, or out of it. All I know is that there's going to be a shifting and a change happens today. Oh, rabbi yande, rabbi. In the name of Jesus Christ, there's going to be a difference. We're going to see those prayer requests turn into testimonies. We're going to see deliverances and revival we're going to see you know what we're going to see sons and daughters you've been fighting and you've got bloodied up you are bruised and battered over the fight you've been doing but i'm going to show you how you can get in a place with god where all you got to do is stand back and watch the wind of god move and make a difference and your son and your daughter they're gonna come home All right, let's read because you're gonna you're going say he left us standing the entire message, and I got I, I want to get done quickly, so I'm gonna talk so fast you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna be uh, whatever. Now, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. Doesn't that sound just like the enemy? The enemy that's like a roaring lion walking around seeking whom he may devour. And David heard of it, and he went out against them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephiam. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. Well, that's a good word, isn't it? How many of you are in a battle right now? Okay, now this is before breakthrough. We're talking about what we're talking about the everyday spiritual battles that we're fighting right now. It's good for you to know that if you'll inquire of the Lord, if you belong to him, you have the right. To inquire of the Lord. Say, Lord, will you deliver my enemy into my hand? And God says, yes. How many of you needed to hear that today? So those on this side of breakthrough, you ought to be shouting already. Because you're headed towards your breakthrough. You're headed towards your victory. You're headed towards the walls of Jericho come crashing down. You're heading towards your victory. Your breakthrough so they went up to Baal Parazim now you say I thought they were in the valley of Raphaim they were but there's a shifting oh. in David's favor yes. yep. listen So they went up to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. Now let me just give you a clue, I want you to shout early. Baal-perazim means, the Lord, the master of many breakthroughs. So we already see David is standing in the valley of Raphaim, and he's saying, oh, the Lord has given me my enemy. He has given me this battle. I have won this battle. This place is no longer called the Valley of Raphium. This is called the place of the master of breakthroughs. Some of you are on a battlefield right now. You're fighting cancer. You're fighting a divorce that's happening maybe in the middle of it. You're fighting kids that are lost and you're fighting the battle of your life. Your husband or your wife needs a miracle and you're fighting on the battlefield and you're there over and over again. I'm telling you, the Lord is fixing to change the name of your battle to the battle of the breakthrough. He's fixing to change the name. Getting ready to change, getting ready to happen. We're not done yet. And when they left their gods there, (laughs) big mistake, they took off running. Because they were known, if you study this, you know that the Philistines took all their false images, their false gods, took them up to the front of the battle and put them out there thinking that that would protect them. Let me tell you something, it's time for you and I to realize the world and all their lying gods and all their philosophies and all their deception, all that stuff is just a bunch of trash and garbage and it has not got any power in it whatsoever and it won't help them and it certainly is not big enough to come against you. They left their gods there. David gave a commandment he said burn them let's clean this place out boy I'd love to do that wouldn't you I'd love to walk into some of our schools I'd like to walk into some of our government buildings and start burning some things that are false and lies and things that have tore up the very fabric of the United States one nation under God I'd love to take a burning I'd like to follow David's anyway David glorified God, gave honor to God, renamed the place, cleaned out the idols. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. What the, here's what happened. Let's just talk straight. They got run off. They're like, are you kidding me? We're the Philistines. <laughs> We're the toughest dudes anywhere on earth. We are bad to the bone, and Israel is a bunch of wimps. We're not going to let them beat us like this. So they rallied the troops. They had a big old, they had cheesecake or something. They had a big old party. And they said, let's go, let's go, let's go back. So they went back to the valley, back to the same place. How many of you know the enemy, if he doesn't get you the first round, he'll come right back to the same battle and try to get you again. But once you've discovered that you have breakthrough favor with God, Once you discover that it's not the same anymore, the devil don't get it. He thinks he's going to come back knocking on your door and you're going to fight the same way you always fought. But you see, David wasn't the same man he was before. He was now a man who'd come through breakthrough. He was a mother who has come through breakthrough. He was a grandfather who's come through breakthrough. And he said, oh, Lord. It says David inquired again of God said lord what do you want me to do now they're coming back god said to him you shall not go up after them there's been a shifting in david's favor there's a breaking in his direction or whatever those
1: were.
0: right you shall not go up after them But here's, here's what you'll do I think God looked back and he really enjoyed Gideon he loved his, the way he worked Gideon so he looked at David and he said just go circle around him I want you to strategically place your men all the way around him and David, you go back and stand on the backside where those mulberry bushes are, those mulberry trees. You stand right back there, and he says, and it shall be that when you hear a sound of marching, oh, you don't even know where I'm going, when you shall hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to about, you see, it's in the top of the trees because they're coming from heaven by the way. I just want to throw that in right there. Then, when you hear the sound, then you shall go out to battle, for God has gone out before you. You can almost hear David singing it. "Mm, There's a breaking in my Favor, gentlemen, we're not gonna fight like we did before. What are you talking about, David? We already know how to do this now. We, we put our, our battle out there, we flew out there after them. They went, they went running like chickens. No, you see, there's a shifting in my direction. We're gonna change our directions here, boys. There's been a shift, and what I want you to do is I want you to surround them. Make a big circle all the way around of them. And I'm going to go back there and stand at the mulberry bushes. Now, David, what is your problem? I think you've been you've been playing that harp way too long. David, you're the king. we got to fight this battle. We're going to fight. Don't worry. The Lord told me we're going to go out, but we're going to wait. What are you going to wait for? They, they've come back three times larger than they were before. David, what are we going to do? We're going to stand there and wait until we hear a rustling in the trees. David, you've lost your mind. You better believe it. Mom, they tell you you've lost your mind. They tell you that you're brainwashed. They tell you that you don't have truth. Dad, they're telling you that you don't know what you're talking about. You're an old fogey from an old day and you don't have any wisdom or knowledge about the today's society. Let me just tell you something. They're going to call you crazy. But in the end, the battle is going to be won. Stay the course. So David waited. I got to go back. And so David did as God commanded him, and they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gizer. And if you study the commentary on that, It tells you that from Gibeon to Gezer was about 15 to 20 miles. So the Philistines took off running and didn't stop till they got all the way to downtown David. They didn't stop till they got 20 miles away. And David and his army just stood there. Then the fame or favor of David went out into all lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him on all nations. Lord, touch us in the next few minutes. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody said amen. You can be seated. We know we need the breakthroughs. I don't mean, to, I don't have time to go down through the list of all the reasons why we need to have a breakthrough. You know the violence, the terrorism, the, the way the schools are being attacked and churches are being attacked. My very nephew this week that had a, a bomb threat at his school and, and there was five other schools given the exact same bomb threat and, and th- they were in an uproar. All kinds of communications going on between parents and school. This is a society, you know, a couple weeks ago. The, the church where all those folks were massacred and killed we're living in a day and an hour when we need breakthrough power we don't need to get up in the morning we this is a day where the line's got to be drawn and you got to make up your mind what you're going to do you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve the world and if you serve the world the love of the father is not in you the bible says then you're on that side and we're on this side it's time to draw a line because there's no such thing as lukewarm There's no such thing as lukewarm. We've got to understand we're living in a day and an hour like Joshua where he said, if the Lord is Lord, serve him. And if the gods of your forefathers are gods, then serve them. But make up your mind. Choose this day who you'll serve. Then he said, as for me. Now listen, Dad. Listen, Mom. As for me and my house you have that right. Did y'all hear me? You have that right. As for me, Joshua made his choice. Then he made a proclamation. Then he made a faith declaration. He said, as for me and my house, every one of my kids, every one of my grandkids, every one of my family members, all of them in the name of the Lord, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Getting bold, getting bold. When we were at this conference and we were singing this song and going for, I I know y'all sang it last Sunday, but I sent Gary a text. I said, Gary, you got to sing that song again because the Lord's been messing me up with a message, and I've got, I've got to preach a message based on this, and and, and I. I shared it with him. And he was very happy to go ahead and, and make that happen. And, and I've been singing this forever. I bought the, the David and Nicole Binion CD where it's on there. And I've been playing it, wearing it out, singing it. I'm walking around my house. There is a breaking. I'm singing. I'm praising. I'm worshiping. Worshiping. I'm declaring. I'm walking around my house. I'm declaring that this person's saved, that person's delivered, that person's out of bondage. You know, I started putting this message together and I was trying to figure it out. Finally, God shows me what He wanted to show me, which I'm going to tell you about in just a minute. And we get all geared up. And last night, I I was at the atrium ER with a young man who overdosed and he's on, off of heroin, and he nearly passed away, and it was a rough night, and, and we are you know, we thankful that God brought him back from that situation, and I, I was praying about him and talking to his family and going back and forth, and this morning I, I, got about, I got done with the message. I was fixing to head over to the church, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Oh, first service this morning is atrium. He said, Go up there and talk to this young man said, he's down and depressed, he's lost his hope, you go up there and you have the first service with him today. So I did. I walked into the room and he was down as he could be, hardly wanted to look at me, covered up in shame and disgrace felt like he'd failed everybody that he'd ever made a promise to and we started talking and I started talking about hey man you're ready for your breakthrough God's coming through like he did for David the enemy thought he had you but God is going to get you out he's going to restore your hope and you're going to be set free and we started talking I started reading these scriptures and next thing I know tears are running down his face and before it was over we had had church both hands up in the air and he's crying and praying to God and the Lord of breakthrough had come through again. So this is my third service already. So I'm pretty fired up. Somebody ought to put a basketball in my hand or a football. Right now, I could do it. Breakthrough. Next level. Pre-breakthrough, David had to fight. Now, Carolyn made a statement that, that messed me up. She said, there's this level, this place you can get with God where the fight is not the same. The fight changes. It's not as intense. I mean, she made mention, and it was kind of funny, she talked about something we've all heard all of our lives, you know, new levels, new devils. As if, you know, the closer you get to God, you know, the harder it's going to be, and the tougher it's going to be, and the more of, of hell you fight. And and, and I, we've all kind of had that, and I've had people tell me, you know, Pastor, I, I just kind of like stay over here, comfortable, I, I, I go to church, I love God, I read my Bible, but I don't want to like get too fanatical because I mean then the devil, the hell wakes up to you and next thing you know you're fighting demons and I just, I really don't want demons, I'm just going to have ice cream at home and, and you know that's what I want to do, I don't really want all that. But I'm finding out and it messed me up because I kept thinking about it because it goes really against the grain of everything I've ever heard. The closer you get to God, the easier it becomes. The devil has lied. The devil's lied to the church. He's tried to make you fear God as if, God's not as powerful as him. And if you get too close to God, the monster's going to come out and trail you down. And he's going to make life miserable for you. But I got news for you that he's been exposed this morning. And he is nothing but the scrawny little wimp he ever was when he got kicked out of heaven. He's not more powerful than God who is the author and the finisher of my faith. Amen. You are victorious through Christ, and the closer you get to him, they that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He's my refuge and my high tower. He's a covert from the storm. He is my mighty fortress. The devil's lied to us. I challenge you this morning to go to the next level. I challenge you to go deeper. I challenge you to launch out into the deep places with God. To get out of this shallow end of the pool where your life with Christ is nothing but a religious uh, up you know standing where you just do nothing but go through the motions that's time for you to get out of a form of godliness and get into the power of living for God and watch what God can do in your life I'm believing for the greatest revival we've ever had because I already got it and I know that many of you've got it and we're going to have it by the end of the day and when we march out of here today we're going to be listening for marching in the trees everywhere we go mm. Place where the battle itself changes, where the fight is different. The enemies can't get an advantage over us. A place of intimacy with God that changes the battle. The Bible says to draw near to God and He will draw near to you. We have way more scripture to prove to us that we need to get closer and closer and closer. The Bible even tells us that God will disarm. Principalities and powers, and make a show of them openly. God is wanting to embarrass and disgrace the enemy for what he's done i told that young man this morning in his bed i said don't you let disgrace and guilt and shame rest over your head god looks down at you and he doesn't see shame he sees forgiveness and the blood of his son what he is is he's mad at the devil and he's going to make him embarrassed that he ever laid his hand on you amen Once you break through that ceiling into the heavenlies. And when Carolyn said this, I was messed up. I thought, my little sister, you don't even know what you're talking about. Where would you pull that? That must have been on a T.G. Jakes CD. (laughs) I love T.G. Jakes, by the way. (laughs) There we go. Don't mess with (laughs) T.G. But it messed me up because I kept thinking about it. And the Lord kept trying to teach me and show me, and he took me to the Scripture. I, I went to the Scripture, and I was reading it. Like I said, I read it like ten times, and all of a sudden, I saw, yeah. I saw it. And what I want you to see is the way that before his breakthrough, David fought against the enemy. And he was at this pre-breakthrough level. He was here where he still finding out what god's about he's still searching out god and it's good to be there because god helps you win he helps you you fight your battle but you got to get out there and you're punching and you're getting a little bruised up sometimes and you find yourself in this wrestling match with the enemy and we come out of and we say boy i've just come out of a battle man the devil almost got me but man the lord has helped me i've won the battle and the lord gave me the victory and that's great. That's wonderful. Thank God for it because you go from ground zero to winning those battles and the Lord teaches you how to fight. And you want to know how to fight. So you got to learn how to fight. So thank God for every battle that you've been in where you've had to fight for your family, for your kids, for your for your future, for your job, for your house. Thank God. You've learned how to fight. And beat the devil. You already now you know what it is to go up against him like that. And God gives you the victory. And it's how many of you know, it's always God that gives the victory. Amen. David inquired of the Lord and said, Lord, should I go up? Will you give them to my hand? And God said, go ahead, I'll give him to your hand. So he learned. He went through that. He learned to fight. But then he, he won that battle. But David something happened he said he said this wasn't a normal battle this, this wasn't just a fight i've had fights over temptations and sins and, and i've won those but this one's different guys i've got something going on here i got to tell you i feel like this has been a a breakthrough, like of water. It's like a, a reservoir, a, a dam, if you will, ha, has burst. And I've been delivered in a mighty rush of power. And when I feel like this is different, he said, this isn't just a win. This is a breakthrough. I've had a breakthrough. As a matter of fact, I'm going to change the name of the valley of raphim See, if you study what is, it's the root word, Rapha, which means the place of repair, the place of brokenness and need of healing. It's that place. That valley was a place of weeping and crying. It actually was Baca Rathiam which meant the valley of weeping over things that are broken and needed mending. David said, I ain't going to call this the valley of Rathiam anymore. I'm going to change the name to Baal Perazim because he is the master of breakthroughs and he gave me a breakthrough on the battlefield where I needed healed and mended and broken. So, he changed the name, he glorifies God, he gives God all the glory and all the praise. Man, I wish we'd have some young people, I wish we'd have some parents, some godly men and women who would finally one more time stand up and give God all the glory and the honor knowing every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. There's not one good thing in you, over you, in you. The the Bible says your righteousness, your goodness, your holiness is like Filthy rags. There ain't a good thing about you. Sorry. I know you think you're gifted and you think you're talented. But if you'll just understand, at the end of the day, you are nothing but a pile of dust. In dust you are, and dust you shall return. But when the breath of God, the wind of God blows over your soul, you become a mighty warrior for God and a talented success in every way. God takes you to new levels and places you've never been. I hope you're getting this today. (laughs) So, he worships God, he glorifies God, he honors God, he changes the name of the place. You can tell he's on fire. I like David. David. Always, man, I can't wait to meet him. Brother Boyer, that's one of my top bucket list things, I want to meet David he's on fire then he looks and he sees the spool that's left over, all their stuff he sees their gods he says "Hmm. no we're not going to leave this this is a new place, this isn't the valley of the broken, this is the place of the master of breakthroughs so get those gods out of here boy it's time to stop playing around Gods, this world's trying to come up with. If you're not careful, they'll have you worshiping Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley by three o'clock in the afternoon and Oprah by four. If you're not careful, this world is setting you up for the biggest laughing stock you're going to be made a fool of when you stand before God. If you're not careful, I'm telling you, we've got to wake up, hear the sound of the alarm, and realize that we have got a battle to win and a breakthrough to have. And when we do, look what happens next. Once he makes this declaration and he praises God and honors God for the breakthrough that God gave him, The reason he felt this power and he knew that something was different was because he had had a breakthrough to the next level. He'd moved into that heavenly place. He'd moved into that secret place. He'd moved in beyond the veil, if you will, even though that had all, in this day and hour, has already been torn in two. But he was moving in to the inner place, the holy, of holies with God, spiritually, spiritually. He had moved into a new place. And I'm challenging our church today to get out of the shallow end of the pool and start moving in the deeper things of God. Don't let this world knock you back or weaken your faith. You stand tall and be stronger than you've ever been before because... God did not come 50 years ago. He did not come 10 years ago. But that only means one thing. He's closer now in this moment than he has ever been in all of history. So you and I ought to be on fire in such a way that the enemy runs. I love the picture of the enemy running. 20 miles all the way to Dayton before they even knew what happened. He gets word that they regrouped, and they're coming back to Baal Perazine, coming back to his place of breakthrough. And he says, no, 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 no. Okay, thankfully, he decided to inquire of the Lord again, because some of you know you can't do this on your own. You can't do this on your own. Don't ever try. Some of the men said, David, why don't you just fight him like we did before? Fight him in the same way, same battle. Hey, man, God already proved he was there. We don't need to like go have a spiritual moment. Let's just do what we did before. God was there. David knew enough not to be like Joshua was. If you remember back when Joshua just went ahead and did the same thing without inquiring from God. And if you want to live out your life just doing the same thing you've always done, you're going you're gonna to end up in a mess. I'm telling you, he is the God of every day. Give us this day our daily bread. He wants us to seek him every day of our lives. What you did last week is not going to work for the enemy you're fighting this week. You've got to stay in a place of power and stay in a place of hearing and discerning the work and the will of God. So it says, David inquired of the Lord again. Even though everybody stood back. Oh, brother. The Lord spoke to him and said, David, make a circle. Just put the men you got, put them in a circle. And on the back side where there's the mulberry trees, you go back there and stand and you just wait. And when you hear, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry tree, he said, then you go out after your enemy because that means that my troops, my army, my chariot, Have already gone before you and they've struck your enemy. So he waited and he waited and he waited until finally, Luke, he heard the sound telling you before breakthrough, you fight and the Lord helps you win your battle. But if you'll seek him into the new level, into a new place, if you'll be challenged this morning to dive in deeper with God than you've ever done before, I promise you, I'm telling you, the power of God is going to work differently. The fight's going to be different. It's going to be a shift in your direction. And the Lord is going to fight for you in such a way that you are not going to be able to believe it. He's going to blow your mind. stands there he hears the marching the sound of marching the wind and the trees and he goes and the bible says by the time they get down there these guys have already taken off down the road and are 15 20 miles out of town you can get to a place where you fight differently you can get to a place where it's all it's a level it's a place with god where the, the battle is is easier. It's easier. David didn't have to do anything. But he's still got his enemy. God wants to find, the Bible says he goes to and fro on the earth looking to see who he can make himself mighty on behalf of. God is a God of victory. He's a God of Positive results. He's a God who wants testimonies. He's a God who wants you to trust him. He's not a God looking to always be in the ER, so to speak, of of the church. He is always trying to look for men and women he can pull up on top of the mountain. But there's so many folks willing to stay down in the shallow end of things and to live this shallow existence, a lukewarm existence. Jesus said this, I have one thing against you when he talked to the church He said, you've left your first love. You've wandered away from this fire and this this relationship with me. God is a God of great distinction and character and glory and majesty. He's got angels fighting to and fro, descending from earth to heaven. He's got a whole network of things going on in this earth. He's fighting a battle for you. He's winning, by the way, every single one of them. And he is asking, will there be faith found in these last days? Will anyone stand up and truly, trust me, never give in and fight to the very end? Dive in to the next level so that you can see and hear the marching of heaven. The next level for them was the troops, the chariots of heaven, fighting for them. It reminds me of Elisha looking at his servant, saying, oh, Lord, open his eyes. Open his eyes and let him see. When he did, all around the mountains, boy, the servant was so petrified and scared of the enemy that was so in number against them. When his eyes were opened, he looked and saw chariots of fire. All throughout. Let me tell you, there is more that are for you than are against you. There is more fighting with you, Mama. More fighting with you, Dad, than, than there are against you. You may feel like it's a helpless situation. You may feel like heaven or hell has embraced and wrapped hold and put a stronghold around your loved one. You may feel like there is no way out. I went to the hospital, and the last word I got was that this young man was dead, that there was no way, that they were trying to do CPR on him. He was the color gray, and there was no life in him, no heartbeat in him. But I want to tell you, it doesn't matter even if death tries to take you. If it's not, your time and the will of God has not been accomplished. In you, then you will not die. There is no devil in hell you can take your babies. There's no devil in hell can take your marriage. There's no devil in hell can fight against your life and the will of God in your life. If you mean business with God, God's gonna give you a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm ready for it, aren't you? Stand up with me. I'm ready for it. I want the breakthrough. I want to get beyond the breakthrough. I don't want to just fight the devil myself. I'm ready, I'm ready to give that up. I'm ready to lay that down and say, Lord, just put a, a sound in the trees. I want to get to the place. I want to search him out in the secret place. I want to search him out. I want to get a hold of him. Don't you stop fasting now. Don't you stop reading now. Don't you stop ingesting that word and getting it in you to where you can quote it left and right. Don't you let down your guard. Don't you let down the armor. You fight harder than you've ever fought. And you be determined to get to that breakthrough place. Because beyond the breakthrough is a sound of the marching of heaven coming to your aid and fighting the battle for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on. I know there's a lot of battles raging, a lot of folks on the battlefield, there's gonna be a lot of folks gonna come back and say, God changed the name over my battlefield. And it's called Breakthrough, I'm I'm, I'm standing on top of this hill and it was determined to come against me, it was poised to come against me, but I have conquered this through Christ, who I have all triumphant power, and I now have been given. Breakthrough, And now I'm at the next level, and I'm looking for any way I can defeat the enemy. We're no longer afraid or timid. We're no longer standing back, afraid of the big bad boogeyman that's out there. We say, come on, hit me with your best shot, because I am a breakthrough warrior for God. And I have got a few battles that have been won, and I'm not about to let you take my children. I'm not going to let you take my house. I'm not going to let you take my life. If you're ready for that and you need it, you want the breakthrough, the beyond breakthrough power, get out and meet me in the altar as quick as you can. I want it. I want it for my family. I want it for my life. Hallelujah. Sing it.
1: There's a breaking Mm -hmm. in my
0: favor. Sing it out. Sing it out today.
1: There's a drift shifting.
0: There's a shifting, a shifting, Lord, in my direction.
1: direction. There's a breaking in my
0: favour. As I won't break. you lift up your hands to the Lord right now? That's a conduit for the power of God. He's working in you right now. You can lay hold of the promise of God's breakthrough power. I'm not asking you to seek a breakthrough. You've got the breakthrough. Just ask God to show you how to hang on to get to the top of that hill. You've got the breakthrough power. The same anointing that rested over David is resting over you. The same Lord of glory that is rested over Jesus, the same anointing that raised him from the dead, that same anointing rests over you right now. You have the power to break through. So don't be denied this morning. Hallelujah. Don't be denied. It's yours already. It's yours. There's a breakthrough. breakthrough. I'm going to have my kids back. I'm going to have my family back in my direction. The bill collectors are going to stop calling. God's given me victory. He's going to show me how to succeed and how to be an overcomer. He's going to help me. Somebody needs delivered from pornography. God's going to set you free. Somebody here needs delivered. You're, you're, You're messing with alcohol and you've been hiding it from your family. God is going to set you free. That breakthrough is possible for you today. There is power. There is power in this
1: place. There is power. There is power. There's Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
0: In the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of the land. He's touching you. The Holy Spirit's doing the work in you. Do you hear the sound? Do you hear the sound of of marching? Do you feel the power of God at work? I'm telling you, by faith, embrace that today. In the precious blood. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray a pastoral prayer right now over every family, over every man, woman, boy, and girl. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they will sense and know and feel that challenge, that drawing into that, that place of breakthrough. That, Lord, that they'll have the desire to move into the next level. That, Lord, will have a hunger and a thirst like we've never had for more of you, more of your presence, more of your word, more of the power and the praise in our lives to have a desire, God. Like David said, my heart pants like the deer pants for water. When will I come before you? God, we desire that today. We receive that challenge. And I pray for breakthrough power. I pray that the Lord of glory, the master of breakthroughs, will work on behalf of his people, your people here today, all of us. This church, we give to you and we thank you, Lord, for the overcoming, powerful breakthrough power that's ours through Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord, we pray. Now, I want you to do something else. I want you to turn to somebody standing beside of you, and I want you to pray a a prayer of victory and breakthrough over them. Would you do that? Give it away. I want you to pray for somebody standing right beside you.
1: Power in the blood. Would you a victory?
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Next level. Next level. We're going to the next level, Lord. We're going past the breakthrough. We're going to go on beyond breakthrough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You're helping somebody get a breakthrough this morning.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All right, all right, the last prayer I want us to pray. I believe to this morning that there is possibly someone here who does not, has not learned or has not accepted Christ into their life. If you're here today and you have not yet received Jesus in your heart, then I don't want to leave here without praying a prayer for you. If you would, just very quickly, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you, how is your soul? We're talking here about spiritual warfare and people fighting for the kids and fighting for the grandkids, fighting for their families. Are you even in the battle at all? Have you yet trusted Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? If you have not yet, then I want to pray a prayer with you. The Bible says if a man or woman believes in their heart that God raised him from the dead, that he's the Son of God, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and you're ready to confess that with your mouth right where you stand. not going to make you come forward. We're going to pray a prayer right where you're standing. But if you'd like to receive Christ into your life, I want you to just slip your hand up and write back down. We're going to pray for you today. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? A lot of folks are going to, going to accept Christ this morning before we leave. So anyone else? I'm waiting. Just to, God bless you, sir. Sir, anyone else? I need Christ. I want Christ in my life. I don't want to leave here without him. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Praise and grace praise the Lord. Thank God for these that have lifted their hands. Amen. Go ahead and praise the Lord for that. The angels of God are going to be rejoicing. Hallelujah. All right. Well, let's get down to business. We're going to pray a prayer. This prayer is not magic. It's not magic. It's not the words. They're just words unless they come from your heart. And if they come from your heart to God, I'm telling you, He'll change out your heart. The Bible says He takes a stony old cold heart out of you and puts a flesh heart in you and changes your whole life. The change begins today, and then you begin a battle towards your breakthrough, and you start with the biggest breakthrough ever. The biggest breakthrough ever in my life was the day I accepted Jesus Christ. So this is your first breakthrough. You're going to move forward and you're going to fight some battles, but you're going to get to the place where it's going to get easy and you're going to be standing around listening for the wind in the trees This God is going to lead you to victory. Amen. How many are victorious through Jesus? Amen. All right. Let's pray together. Church, help me. Help me. Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. You are the Son of God. I believe it in my heart. I confess it with my mouth. I believe you went to the cross and you died on the cross. You rose again from the dead and you purchased my salvation with your blood. Now be the Lord of my life. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.
4: Amen. Who is thankful for the word today? Amen. Who's glad the pastor's back? Wonderful. Have Pastor Ray back. If you did pray your sinner's prayer today, we would like to give you a, a little bit of help, a little bit of information on your first steps in your new journey. You can do that out here at the booth. It says groups out right outside the door. Miss Melissa Graw will meet you out there, and she will take care of that. Also, want to remind you again about tonight's service at 6 o'clock is our Thanksgiving service. We'll have a service with some worship we'll all be sharing, and then we're going to go back in the gym and have some donuts and cider. There will be some milk there. We're going to have a great time together. Also, remember kind of the abbreviated schedule for this week, and hallelujah. I want to interrupt, Tim,
0: because I want to tell you about something. On I forget what date it is. It's the 27th, I believe. 26th? 26th. We're going to be honored. We we haven't done this before and and this year I I said, you know, I want us to do this. We have excellent pastors on staff at this church. And how many of you know, I'll be the first one, I'll be the first one to tell you we do not have just one. We have many. And we have four full-time pastors and those pastors we're going to be honoring. The first one is November 26th on Sunday morning. We're going to have regular church in that service we'll be preaching and praying, but we're also going to be honoring our assistant pastor Richard Mcintosh. So I want you to be thinking now uh, about you know he loves he loves food, he loves money, he loves he loves old station wagons. I can't figure that one out, but he loves old 70 station wagons. But he is a great guy. We love him very much, and we want to honor and appreciate him. So we'll be doing that on Sunday, the 26th. God bless you.